is war in the spirit. Your God-given, God-guided resource for all things truth and all things kingdom based on the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for this week's spiritual truth. Worship is a lifestyle. You were originally designed to be a spirit, a son, a daughter of God. Hey, spiritual warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green, back for a brand new episode of War in the Spirit. This is the second episode for this week, the second in a double header. And the first episode um, in this week's double header was entitled Stay Woke. So you are tuned in. For the second episode of the double header, this is season eight, episode number five, entitled Get Back Up The Blueprint to Sonship. So, this is actually a lesson that I taught a while ago um, for a Bible study a few years ago, and God just brought it back around and wanted me to reiterate this to the people. And so, when I think about sonship, um, it makes makes me think about identity and heritage. And, you know, there's great revelation in discovering your true heritage. It, it leads you to understand yourself in ways that you never did before. Um, because there are characteristics that are laced into your bloodline that can either hinder or propel you forward. But until you have a full understanding of who you truly are, you will never be able to operate at the full capacity of yourself and who you were created to be. See, like when I think about this, you know, I, I think about all these people that do like these ancestry um, DNA digs into their family and then they learn all these things and they learn the 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 lineage of where they came from and then it goes it, you know lots of people go ah oh, they have aha moments like oh well this is why this feature or this is why that or whatever based on what they learn about their heritage and to to piggyback on what I was talking about in the last episode I was talking about how if we're not woke <laughs> and we don't really have our eyes open to see what's actually happening in the spiritual realm, we also don't have a clear understanding of who God is. And if we don't have a, a clear understanding of who our heavenly father is, we don't have a clear understanding of our true heritage as sons and daughters. So first, we must know and embrace our heritage in order to walk in sonship, daughtership. Uh, for the duration of this, I'm going to use the word sonship, but just know I'm referring to sons and daughters. Okay, so let's look at Genesis chapter six, verses one through five. It says, when human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be 120 years. So here, God separates the sons of God from human beings. You see, humanity, your humanity is 
is not skin and bones and muscles and it's your flesh is not that it's the posture it's a heart posture the posture of your heart is what determines humanity versus sonship see if you operate in your flesh not skin and bones and muscles but a fleshly mindset a worldly mindset a mindset uh, that's patterned after the enemy instead of that's patterned after Jesus Christ, then you are operating in humanity when you were designed to operate in sonship. So uh, God's word says that we are adopted into sonship. So when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, excuse me, when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, then that was our opportunity to be adopted back into sonship. But just like the prodigal son, in order to be able to walk in and know the full advantage of your sonship, you got to know who you are. So the prodigal son was was left home because he was afraid of the mistakes that he made. He was afraid to face him. He was afraid to face his father after all of the things that he had done, thinking that he was only worth dining with pigs, with swine. But then when he returned back home, his father received him with open arms and he threw a party for him. See, God is waiting for you to return back home so that he can receive you with open arms so that you can receive your true inheritance through Jesus Christ. Because it's not meant for you to walk in humanity. It's meant for you to walk in sonship. So let's look at this. Um, Genesis 3, 8 through 10. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden as I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. <laughs> you know, um. I, I was reading this uh, book and I heard a quote, or I read a quote um, that said that um, Adam and Eve didn't know that they were naked before the, their fall, right? Um, but so the quote said that the reason that they didn't know that they were naked before was because they were clothed in the glory of God. And then when they fell short of his glory, they were naked. They were exposed. Okay, God. <laughs> See, here's the thing. When we don't walk in our sonship, and I'm going to go back to the last episode, when we ain't woke, guess what? We can't be clothed in the glory. And when we're not clothed in the glory of God, Guess what? Everything is exposed. Our true hearts are exposed. Our, 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 our actions are exposed. Everything that's done in the dark shall come to the light. But Jesus Christ and God's glory is your covering. You see, that's the atonement. After the atonement of your sins, God will cover you. His love covers a multitude of sins. However, 
if you don't dwell in the glory, guess what? You're going to be exposed. I know you, you think that that glitter that you got is all good. And you think that you're not going to be exposed and that God is not going to expose and show that that glitter ain't really gold. Maybe you better be in some glory. Because when we fall short, just like Adam and Eve, the fall was from the glory of God. You see, we were meant to dwell and be clothed in the glory of God. The reason that Adam and Eve were naked and did not realize it is because they were clothed in the glory of God before. And when they fell from that glory, they recognized their nakedness. They were no longer under the covering of the glory of God, which dwelled in the Garden of Eden. And see, so many of us are doing things that we know we're not supposed to do, that we know is not aligned with the, the word of God or the will of God for our lives. We There's so many of us that and let me let me just be clear. Doing something that you know you're not supposed to do is also the same as not doing the thing that you know you're supposed to be doing. So don't count yourself out and be like, well, I ain't doing nothing wrong. Well, if you ain't doing the right thing, the thing that's God's will for your life, God's purpose for your life, then you are doing something wrong. That means you're out of alignment with his will, even though it's not the bad thing. It ain't the God thing. See, partial obedience is still disobedience. Not being aligned with your purpose is still misalignment even if you're not doing anything wrong it's the wrong thing for you it might not be the wrong thing as per according to the law but it's the wrong thing according to your purpose and your identity that God created you to be he he sent you here to do something very specific and if you haven't sought him for what that is Eventually, you're going to fall short of the glory and you're going to be exposed. See, when when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, they were cast out of the glory and thus subject only to what their hands could produce. However, as long as they dwelled within the glory of God, they had everything that they needed. It was not until they began to seek what they needed outside of God's glory and will for their lives that they were cast out. When they looked to the enemy of representation of flesh and humanity to provide for them, they lost their identity. They allowed him to tell them lies about their identity and thus were cast out and blocked from their inheritance. Our true inheritance is the glory of God. It's not money. It's not stuff. It's not titles. It's not platforms. It's God's glory, his joy, his peace, his love. That's your true inheritance. But see, as long as you allow the enemy to lead you, to dangle that pork chop in front of you and say, come on, come this way, to lead you through that wide gate of destruction, as long as you follow the world and everything that the world is doing, baby, you're not going to have any glory. And you're going to be 
exposed and you're going to be subject only to what the work of your hands can produce because God ain't producing outside of his glory. God ain't breathing on nothing that ain't clean. God ain't giving his inheritance to those who are not in walking in their purpose, in their sonship, in their daughtership. See, you got to you got to begin to seek God in a deeper way for who he desires for you to be. Yeah, that job, it looks good. It sounds good. And you've convinced yourself that that's what God has for you or that's all that God has for you. Maybe that's a starting point. But see. But see, God. Is a large scale God. He ain't no small scale God. Mm-mm. He's a large scale God. And so you've convinced yourself that, well, I got a good job. I make a good salary. And this is what God has for me. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Right? But now ask yourself, is what you're doing creating a shift in God's kingdom? Is it helping to expand the territory of the kingdom? Is it helping to draw souls into the kingdom? Is it helping to advance the kingdom of God. If it's not, you might need to take inventory again. Go back to the drawing board. Go back to the Father. Ask and seek and knock until you get a full understanding of what it is that you're supposed to be doing and who it is that you're supposed to be. See, many of us have made similar decisions to Adam and Eve in our lives by allowing the world to tell us who we are what we need, and what is available to us. We've been walking outside the glory of God in our lives. The glory is only available to sons and daughters of God. See, we see fall after fall. We see see Eden. We, We see the flood. We see Sodom and Gomorrah. And God sent Jesus not only to save and redeem us from our sins, but also to redeem us back into sonship. He gave us the blueprint for walking in sonship. And Romans 3, 19 through 26 says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. So that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Verse 21 says, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You see, it's not just the law that governs anymore. See, when Jesus Christ came to redeem us, now our faith also governs our righteousness. See, our heritage in Adam and the fall of man causes us to connect to the work of our hands and to the law. 
However, when Jesus came, righteousness was no longer defined by the law because Jesus came to give us a new model for righteousness, a new blueprint for sonship because the first blueprint failed, right? Adam was supposed to be the first blueprint for us to follow. However, the first blueprint failed. The first son fell from grace. See, so righteousness now comes through faith. And it is your faith in Jesus as the son that allows you to realize your own identity in Christ. See, it's also your faith that allows you to embrace Jesus as the new blueprint for how to live and walk in sonship. But see, it's not just about doing what Christ did, right? About, you know, um, loving people and, and teaching the word and preaching the word and, and healing and miracles and all of that stuff, Right? It's also about him knowing who he was and what he came to do. He wore that every single day that he was on this earth. In fact, he chastised those who tried to hinder God's purpose for his life. And that's where we need to connect in a deeper way. We'll, we'll say, oh, I, you know, I, I, I help the poor and, and, I, and I love everyone and, and I don't judge and I, I teach the word and I preach the word. Or I try to spread the, uh, the message of Jesus Christ. But the other part is, do you know who you are? Truly, do you know who God created you to be? Do you know what he sent you here to do? See, God gave Adam very specific instructions. He said, look, you got this whole garden. Everything here, you have dominion over. He said, you have dominion over all of this. Here, you'll be steward over it. He, he says, except you got everything you need here, except don't do this one thing. He said, you have dominion. Go forth and subdue. See, Adam didn't understand his identity. Even though God laid it out for him and made it plain, his his purpose was to, to steward the garden. His purpose was to have dominion over everything that God placed in it. His purpose was to subdue. But he didn't understand that, which is what caused him to squander. So many of us don't understand our purpose and our power and our identity and the glory that God desires to flow through us. And because of that, we settle, we, 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 we squander, we live below our purpose and our true kingdom identity because we don't even know who we are as per according 
to God. So Jesus knew who he was, even from a little child. When he went into the temple and his during the festival and his parents couldn't find him, couldn't find him. And then they went and they were upset. He was like, well, wait, wait. But I came here to do my father's business. Don't don't you remember what what you were told before he placed me in your womb? I came here to do my father's business. I didn't come here to 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 operate in the status quo in the in the tradition and the festivals and all this extra stuff. No, no, no. I came to do my father's business. I, I didn't come to go through the day-to-day -day routines. I, I didn't come to do what everybody else was doing. I came to do my father's business. And and that is my purpose. He understood that that was his purpose in life. That that's what he was sent for. And that he could not deviate from that thing. See, Adam fell from son to man. Jesus rose from man to son. See, this is the blueprint. But, but what happens is we connect so much to adam and we hold on to 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 adam to the to the broken blueprint and, and we don't embrace the blueprint the true blueprint of sonship which is jesus the perfect blueprint of sonship which is jesus christ we connect to the ways of the world we that's why we work by the sweat of our brow we still connect to the curse And we, we, we tell ourselves, well, this is what the word says. You know, it reminds me of this one time when um, my daughter was talking to my dad and she said to my dad, my dad was all he 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 always would be working outside in the yard or doing something, working on the house or, you know, at work, work. You know, he was an educator and an administrator. And she said, Poppy. Why are you always working? And he said, what do you mean? And she said, well, you, why are you always working? And he said, because the Bible says I have to work by the sweat of my brow. And that made me so sad because I realized he was still operating in the curse. And so many of us are still operating under the curse and not under the redemption. See, Jesus came to free you from that and adopt you back into sonship. See, see, see how long <laughs> after Adam, what happens? We we get the flood. We we get the, the Israelites. They're enslaved. We 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 operate in the slave mentality that says, I got to work by the sweat of my brow. That's the slave mentality. That's not the son mentality. The son mentality says, I am a chosen nation, a royal priesthood. I am God's possession. 
I have a great inheritance in the kingdom. I am favored. I have love. I have peace. I have joy. I, I am covered in the glory of God. That's the posture of sonship. The posture of slavery is very different. And too many of us are still operating under the curse, being subjected to what the enemy throws at us, not understanding that we have the authority to shift it. You see, sons and daughters understand that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Sons and daughters understand that we uh, wrestle not with flesh and blood. The sons and daughters understand that life and death is in the power of their tongue. Sons and daughters understand that they can speak to a mountain and tell it to move if they believe and they do not doubt. Sons and daughters understand that they shall have what they say according to the will of God. But too many of us ain't sons and daughters because we don't know our true identity. We haven't accepted our adoption. You see, what's what's the blueprint? Sometimes walking in sonship means being overlooked undervalued and still being able to walk in purpose it means loving people unconditionally in the midst of betrayal it it means carrying your cross your purpose selflessly even if it means self-sacrifice and understanding that's the catalyst to sonship it means accepting the crucifixion from others and being willing to crucify yourself so that God can refine you It, it, it means remembering that the crucifixion is a display of God's love to his people and that is also a catalyst to to your elevation see the the crucifixion the the persecution it says we should glory in our trials why because that means that god is testing us on something and he that when there's a test that means there's a there's an elevation there's a promotion on the way it 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 means taking charge of your life and not allowing the enemy to run rampant any anymore As long as you remember that you are a son or a daughter, you will be able to get back up and still get the point for your team. Jesus shows us what it means to truly walk in sonship. You got to get back up. Please stop connecting to Adam. Don't use him as your blueprint. Don't use him as your example anymore. Stop it. Stop falling into the same traps that Adam and Eve fell into. Jesus came to redeem you out of that foolishness. See, it's, it was nothing but love that allowed Jesus to walk in his sonship. Not just his love for God, but his love for us. And we must follow in his footsteps in this way. But not just loving God and loving other people, but also loving yourself. But see, you can't truly love yourself Until you truly know yourself. Until you truly know your identity. So see, you can't walk like Christ. Because you don't understand. You don't see that you were created in his image. We got to understand that God is all that we need. See, this is another thing that keeps us from walking in sonship. 
because we get so connected to the practicalities. That's the Adam mentality, the Adam and Eve mentality. That's the slave mentality. We get so connected to the practicalities, to the day-to-day routines, to 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 the bills being paid, to to the to going to the job, to to all of these things. We get so caught up in all of these things. But we need to remember that God is the source of all that we need. And here's the thing. If you walk in sonship, everything that you need will be provided. He's the source of love. He's the source of peace. He's the source of joy, validation, vindication, provision, deliverance. When we remove the middle man, Satan, the flesh, standing between us and God, then we can return to sonship and being clothed in his glory. And when you get back up from that fall, see, because as long as you connect to Adam, you're going to continue to fall over and over and over again. You're just perpetuating a vicious cycle that was started at the beginning of time. When you going to break the cycle? See, when you get back up, you recognize the power And you release it to become the kingdom influencer that God designed you to be. We realize our power through love. That's the thing that truly allows us to walk in sonship. When we can truly receive God's love for us. See, I talk about this all the time that so many of us embrace God in an incomplete way. We we embrace uh, Jesus as 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 the savior, as the redeemer, as the son. We we embrace the Holy Spirit, but a lot of times we don't fully embrace the Father. We posture ourselves toward him as master, as lord, but not as father. And see a father, the posture of a father is very different than the posture of a master or a lord. See, a father is going to make sure that you're provided for. A father, you ain't even going to have to ask. A father is already going to know what you need before you even open your mouth because he knows you. A, a, a father is going to go ahead of you. A father is going to anticipate every single thing that you need and you ain't even going to have to think about it. That's the kind of love. That's the kind of love that we have to come to understand. The love that allowed Jesus Christ to come down here and die for us, knowing that he didn't have to. See, he could have gotten off that cross. He had the power to do it. But he chose. He chose to make that sacrifice because he loved us that much. And you know what? It's a slap in his face. For him to make that sacrifice for you. And for you to not embrace your true identity. For you to not accept your adoption back into sonship. It's a slap in his face. Because he came here. And and, and he was demoted. He allowed himself to be demoted. From heaven. To become a man, flesh and blood on earth. To have an experience like we experience. Just so he could redeem us back into sonship. Who are we to squander that opportunity that he gave us? I want to look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Um, 
I'm going to start at verse 9. It says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. You see, it's time for you to look in the mirror and see what God sees. It's time for you to look in the mirror and stop allowing that enemy to stand behind you and tell you, you're not good enough. Oh, you don't have as much education as that next person. You don't have as much experience as that next person. You don't look as good as that next person. You don't have as much provision as that next person. You don't have what you need to start that thing that God gave you. Oh, this is a tall order. You you can't do that vision. You can't fulfill that vision that God gave you. You are not who you think you are. You're allowing the enemy to stand behind you in that mirror and dictate what you see. It's time to shut him down. You know why? You got dominion. Subdue him. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against principalities and against spiritual wickedness. It's time to start fighting in the right way. It's time to wake up. Open your eyes. Stay woke so you can walk in your sonship, so you can accept your adoption that Christ Die to give you. Stop looking to man to provide for you. God provides all things to you. The people he places in your life are just a bonus. You got to start looking to the source. Seeking the source just because somebody offered you a promotion just because somebody said oh you good at this Oh here. Here's an opportunity just because they dangled that pork chop in front of you don't mean you supposed to chase it Because when you know who you are you also know what God sent you to do It's time to start walking in sonship it's time to seize your breakthrough and your inheritance. It's it's time. You know, I got I got this prophetic word a while ago that said, "Focus on the broken and you shall break through." And I kept sitting with that and sitting with that and sitting with that. And I was like, I don't know what this means, God. This doesn't make any sense. Like, what's up with all the cryptic <laughs> prophetic words? Like, what well, is this some type of riddle? And as I continued to go through the process of refining, the more and more I understood what God was saying. He was saying, look, you got a whole lot of broken spaces and places that need to be repaired. In order for you to break through to your sonship slash daughtership. See, you got to go through the process of healing. But in order to heal, you got to be able to look in the mirror and see the truth. To operate in the truth. To accept the truth so that God can heal you and seal those cracks. So that you can fully operate as son and daughter. The identity that God granted to you. That he created for 
you. It's time to take a good look in the mirror and embrace what you see. And then when you embrace what you see, let God show you what he sees. Then and there is where you will find your specific blueprint to sonship. See, Jesus gives us the broad blueprint, but only God can give you the specific blueprint that he has for only you. See, the blueprint to your sonship doesn't look like anybody else's blueprint. The blueprint to your sonship only looks like your blueprint. It's unique to you. And the only person that can show it to you is your father in heaven. And the only way that you can find it is to seek him. Is to take a pause and say, you know what? Maybe I don't have this thing all figured out. Let me go to God. And see what more he has. You know, again, God said something to me and I kept saying, God, I'm I'm ready to move forward. God, I want I want to receive the promises that you have for my life. God, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm just I feel like I'm stuck. And he says, set yourself free. And I was like, what do you mean? Set myself free. You the reason I'm here. He was like, "Mm -mm. set yourself free. And again, the more that I've gone through the process, the more that I came to understand that it was me that was holding me back. It was my old broken mindsets. It was my wounds. It was my hurts. It was my traumas. It was my past experiences. It was all these things that I was holding on to that was keeping me bound. And the more that I allowed God to show me Not just the things that had cracked me, but also who he actually created me to be. The more free I got and the more free you will get. The truth will set you free. You see, it's, it's when we live in bondage, we have the heart posture of a slave and not a son. See, Adam took the posture of the slave when he ate the fruit and thus had to work by the sweat of his brow. But see, as you receive the love of God, you receive his glory. And in his glory, you receive everything that you need. In the Garden of Eden, where his glory dwelled, there was provision, there was peace, there was protection, there was love, there was joy and identity and purpose. That's where your sonship lies. That's how you get back to sonship. Embrace it. Seek God for the answer. And allow him to prune you and refine you and shape you. So that you can receive your true inheritance. It's time to get back up. Don't keep going with Adam with that fall. Get back up. Go toward Jesus. His blueprint was one of resurrection. Adam's blueprint was one of dissension. 
Where do you want to be? Who are you going to model your life after? The first son who fell from son to man? Or Jesus who rose from man to son? That's the word that God gave for me to impart to you tonight. I pray right now that you will seek him for your blueprint to sonship. That you won't miss your opportunity. That you won't slap Jesus in the face. But you will embrace what he came to die for, for you. And you will receive everything that God has for you and you will become all that he designed you to be. As always, um, I pray that this word will convict your spirit in a way that will keep you restless until you move, change, and shift. Because it's crucial. God is trying to gather us up and get us right because he don't want us to perish. But too many of us got this lackadaisical attitude like we got so much time to get it right. Oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. Oh, it'll be a while before Jesus comes back. Oh, but but my word says he comes like a thief in the night. So either you're going to be prepared or you're going to get left behind. That choice is yours. Okay. I love you guys. If you want assistance in your walk with Christ, if you want help growing, if you want help getting closer to God, if you want help uh, um, healing, if you what whatever you whatever it is that you're trying, your goal is right now in your walk with Christ. If you want help, you can reach out to me um, via Instagram at faith underscore Cawthon Green at um, YouTube. You can find additional content there also, also on YouTube, on my YouTube channel at War in the Spirit Live. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Faith Cawthon Green. You can also email me at War in the Spirit 12 at gmail.com. Look, this is not about me. I am simply the messenger, but I want to see every single one of you guys win. I want to see you not living below your purpose. I want to see you receive everything that God has for you. But you got to do the work. Please submit to doing the work so that you can receive the reward. That's it. That's it. Make the decision. I love you. Have a blessed week. Bye.